0: The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Atlantic Files, the number one podcast on the number one division in the NBA brought to you by the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. Joined by your hosts, Alex Fishbein and Mike Bash is back babies back in the co-host seat what's going on Mike what's going on Alex it's a pleasure to be back I'm glad to have you back man it's been a while and we got a lot to talk about because both of our teams have been eliminated much earlier than everyone and even us expected
0: um yeah I mean, was, uh, I... we were expecting a clash into the conference finals and we didn't even get close Seriously. And I, I mean,
1: I had you guys getting to the winning the finals this year, which I mean, a lot of people did once you got James Harden. But um, let, I mean, let's start. Let's start with your series with Milwaukee. Uh, we obviously, you know, your whole series with Boston was a, pretty much a breeze through a gentleman's sweep, pretty easy. But then you get to Milwaukee and I know, I mean, obviously suffered some injuries, but I mean, what what, what happened
0: there? I mean, you you put it best. The injuries, really, at the end of the day, is what killed us. Kyrie going down because Giannis wanted to be a dirty player and undercut him for no reason, and then James Harden having, you know, the hamstring troubles. KD did everything he could; he stayed healthy. That was great. Um, but it was just a it was too much to overcome. And the biggest injury, I think, that hurt the Nets from beating Milwaukee. Wasn't James Harden? Wasn't Kyrie Irving? It was LaMarcus Aldridge retiring in the middle of the year, because we had nobody that could stop Brook Lopez. And I don't mean that Brook Lopez had thirty-five points a night, like because he clearly he didn't. But how right. many times did Brook Lopez get a back tap or a offensive rebound and kick out, or or just a you know a, was able to block a shot down low, like we saw Katie at the end of the game? Brook Lopez, who I love that as the net, completely changed the series for them. Uh, it, it killed us. We had no size down low. We had no one to protect the rim. And not that LaMarcus Aldridge was a rim protector, but he was somebody who was 6'11", who would at least be able to help with rebounds. and
1: At least a body.
0: Yeah, at least a body. I mean, Claxton is the same kind of size, but he can't shoot the ball, at least not yet. So on offense, you know he's not going to, even if he's at the three-point line, he's not a threat. Yeah, he could probably make it like 25% of the time, but he's not a threat out there. And that's why they didn't play DeAndre Jordan. Because if DeAndre Jordan's on the court, yeah, he's a body, but he can't space the floor. Um, so I think at the, at the end of the day, even if we had KD and half a Durant, I'm sorry, KD and half a Harden or KD and Irving and no Harden, but we had LaMarcus Aldridge, we wouldn't have won the series. But the fact that we had no body that was 6'11", feet to get rebounds, to just be a presence down there, um, that's ultimately what hurt us. And I think that's their biggest need going into the off season. And my, my guy, Joe Harris, you know, I love him. Um, yeah. <laughs> he had many opportunities to win the series. He had an opportunity in game three when we were up 83, 80 to hit a, or 83, 82 to hit a wide open mid range jumper and would have given us a three point lead. He didn't make it. We had another opportunity in game seven. I think it was like 101 11 111, or 106 1 I forgot what the score was. Wide open uh, rotation 3 from Blake Griffin and he hits front rim it just it was a brutal time to have have a cold stretch and it's unfortunate I was I was hoping for an NBA championship this year. Uh I think we're still a good shot to win it next year and you know just depending on what happens in free agency and the draft, trades, whatever. But it 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 sucks to not win, but it's still a good time to be a Nets fan. Still, an exciting time to be a Nets fan. Yeah, for sure. I mean,
1: as far as everyone knows, you guys still have three of the best offensive players in the league. So, (laughs) I mean, it really, you know, next year you still return as probably a top three title favorite.
0: Yeah, I would think so, and I think um, you know, I think Blake Griffin will be back. Um, I think they're going to use. Spencer Dinwiddie as a sign and trade, and I have some ideas that I can get to later. Uh, I think that the roster, as it's constructed, I mean, I hate to say we're a piece away with three stars. We're not really a piece away. We're like a body away. If we can get a piece, great. But if we can get a body, that's you know, if Nick Claxton could hit thirty, if Nick Claxton can shoot at the Giannis level, you know, Uh thirty-four percent or thirty-two percent or whatever it was, twenty, you know, twenty low thirties. We could put him on the court um, right. to space the floor, but uh, we're close. And we, everyone healthy next year, I think we're the favorites or um, right up there.
1: Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. And I always thought, you know, throughout the whole season that DeAndre Jordan would be kind of unplayable come the playoffs just because he's not like he's not even the defensive like rim stopper or anything that he used to be. So when it comes to, you know, what is he giving you on the court? I mean, he's not really going to give you all that much. He might've gotten a couple rebounds against Brooke Lopez, but at the same time, that's not worth all the negatives. He would be on there. However, I do want to give you, well, give the Brooklyn nets a lot of credit for that pickup of Mike James. Cause although he's not, I'm not saying like he's an all-star or anything like that, but Hey, the the man came in from the bench and actually delivered some quality minutes. I know he didn't play like in the last couple games or whatever it may be, but personally I thought that was a decent pickup for your bench squad. Um, And I think that uh, like with the, with what he had this year, if they do decide to keep him, I think he could build on that.
0: Yeah. I liked Mike James. Uh, I think he played well in game one and two, but I mean, everyone played well. Uh, he kind of got a little <laughs> shooter happy. He, he fell in love with his shot too much. He overplayed his role in a way. Um, I'm fine. I think they signed him to a guaranteed deal anyway, or I don't know if it's a one-year deal or a two-year deal. So he'll be back, or hopefully he'll be back. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he's fine as a bench point guard. I mean, it w- would have been great to have Spencer Dinwiddie, who True. couldn't come back in time. But, no, I was fine with Mike James. And just to break some news to you, The Detroit Pistons have won the NBA Draft Lottery. So the top three picks in the draft will be Detroit, Houston, and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Wow.
1: So Toronto got fourth. Yes. Okay. So that means Cade is going to Detroit then.
0: Uh, It's very possible.
1: (laughs) I mean, honestly, if they don't pick Cade, I feel sorry for all Detroit fans.
0: Yeah, I mean, they (laughs) got it. They gotta pick Cade. Him and uh, and who's the French guy? Uh, Killian Hayes, well, I yep, guess the yep. backcourt of the future. But let's get back to the Atlantic Division. I just wanted to give you some breaking news. Yeah, I I think the Nets um made some good signings. I think the Mets, the Nets. I'm sorry, made uh, <laughs> you know, they set themselves up where it wasn't an all in one year and blow it up type situation. I think. The window has still got another two years on it. Um, Katie showed he is the best player in the world. Um, no. Barnon, he's better than LeBron now. He, he's, ah. I know Giannis is a really great player, but Giannis to me – I don't want to call him a fraud, but you have a rim protector in there and Giannis is not putting up the numbers he put up against the Nets in that series. Because it's true. I mean, shoot- we – and he has no moves. He just backs up and tries to run over you. That's all he's got. And if the referees ref the game and looked at the jersey in the front, not the jersey in the back, and then give him calls because he's a reigning MVP or two-time MVP, whatever it is, that series is completely different. But they called so many – so many – first of all, the guy gets 14 seconds to shoot a free throw. And <laughs> on top of that, he has to walk all the way back to half court so he can catch his breath. Then he comes here, he does his little, you know, let me, let me practice. And then he gets the <laughs> ball and then he has to take three deep breaths and dribble it six times. I can make a coffee in the Keurig machine faster and he shoots one free throw. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, if he didn't get all these calls, the series is over in five. If we're healthy, the series is over in five. Um, oh, yeah. You know, Giannis he's lucky he's 6'11 and not 6'7 because if he he's 6'7 the whole family would still probably be in Greece <laughs> no nah,
1: it's true and I was actually thinking about it I was like it, him uh, versus Ben Simmons for a free throw I'm like they probably both miss it but at least Ben Simmons just goes faster
0: well it's funny <laughs> that you said that one of my buddies somebody must have tweeted this and you guys saw this from him because my buddy tweeted out something very similar he goes If I had to choose between Giannis and the Greek freak for shooting a free throw, uh, I'd pick Giannis because at least I'd have longer to say goodbye to my loved ones. (laughs) Exactly. That's the thing. (laughs) Oh my God.
1: I think I, I probably did see you retweet that. That's probably what it was from. But yeah, I mean, the big thing with Giannis is we've seen not even rim protectors, but we've seen good perimeter defenders shut him down. We saw Kawhi shut him down. We saw Jimmy Butler shut him down. Like we've seen plenty of people just take Giannis completely out of the equation. And especially if, you know, you guys had a rim protector or just somebody to do that, you would have probably swept them because drew holidays was way off in his shot that whole series.
0: Well, of course, he heated up at the end of game seven, though.
1: Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> Natural. But, but um, even Chris Middleton was – I mean, Chris Middleton was pretty pretty good for the most part after his, like, rough rough first – I think it was the first game he shot really, really badly. Um, but after that, he played pretty well. But there's no way Chris Middleton is leading a team to a
0: series win if you shut down Giannis. The thing about Chris Middleton is he, he's another fraud, and maybe I'm just being angry at the Bucks, but they, I don't want to sound like Stan Van or No, I'm sorry, Jeff Van Gundy here. They need to mm. ch- stop calling these fouls. And I know James Harden gets a ton of these, where you're guarding a guy going over a screen and he stops short and then shoots, and they oh, call off shooting foul. That. Like, that's the Trey Young special. Like that's all Chris <laughs> Middleton does. It yep. gets like. It's like 12 free throws a game and he's like sweating like profusely. So everyone's like slipping on the ball because this guy (laughs) generates more sweat than I've ever seen in my life. And he like, he gets to the line, like, like crazy. And I'm like, dude, like what are you respecting Chris Middleton? Like he's not Kobe. He's not, you know, Durant. He's Chris Middleton. He averages like 20 a game. If he didn't have Giannis with him, he would be, you know, I don't know, Andrew Wiggins. Like he'd be like a middle of the road player. Right. Um, but he, he, I was, I, I just hated the Bucks. I hated playing. I'm a sort of loser, but that's besides the point. But <laughs> you know, it just, it was the most annoying series. And don't get me wrong, I, I had the same reaction when the Nets lost to the Sixers a couple of years ago. I wanted, I wanted to, uh, you know, send uh, Mike Scott to like Germany or something or Latvia to play because I was like, <laughs> I couldn't stand this guy. But no, it just, it's, it's that that team is, is lucky that team is lucky that the injuries they're gonna win a championship on the injuries that they're running into maybe oh yeah maybe maybe phoenix beats him but the bucks they're gonna be in you know hey good for Giannis. he's gonna he signed his extension there but that team ain't good
1: yeah i mean and i mean i think i forget which player said it it was either like jamal murray or devin booker or one of them from the western conference but they said it really this year's finals is a matter of who's going to be the healthiest. Exactly. That's really all it come, all it's going to come down to, especially cause I mean, you've seen almost all of the top seeds have somebody hurt except for like Phoenix and Milwaukee. <laughs> Pretty much like, so it's, it, it's
0: cr- I'm sorry. Continue. No, I was just
1: going to say, so it, it's been a little ridiculous like just seeing so many people go down and I mean we'll get to your point real quick I just wanted to say it's going like it was going to be inevitable to have a bunch of people hurt with how condensed the season was throwing in the play-in tournament and then going right into these playoffs because I mean there was really no in between there was no breaks there was no rest and with the league as um like athletic and rough as it is, these guys are bound to get hurt. So I, I know for a fact that next season is going to be better health-wise than it should be this season.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Um, it just, you know, it sucks. Like I mean, like you said, like, do, do, do the Lakers make it farther if they didn't have to deal with the injuries? Are the Warriors a threat if Clay doesn't go down to the Nets when at all if they don't have their, you know – their teams heard it. Do the Sixers win if if uh what's his name? If uh MB doesn't, you know, tear his meniscus. Like it sucks. It's a part of the game, it does suck, but uh, you know, it's it's unfortunate. Um yeah. not to take away from any team that wins a championship. You're dealing with injuries in every sport, and of in course. every championship season, there's injuries. But it just it just sucks to, you know, for a team for a team like the Nets, it sucks because they're built around an older core now. Um, so their window is short. But you know, a team, I don't even want to get into the Sixers. Their whole process has just been the wrong process to to begin with. But, you know, even the with the uh the Nuggets, the Nuggets lost to Murray and you yeah, know, it's, yeah. it's some and the and the Lakers, the Lakers and the Nets are in the same situation. Like LeBron's 35, 36 years old. Like he only has a couple more years left. Right.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's always the risk in building these teams with like the older superstars and everything is just like, this is your window. And if something happens there, you're kind of SOL, but, um, as you touched on, we'll jump into the Sixers real quick. Um, so obviously they also lost their game seven, except that game seven was a lot less entertaining than the Nets Bucks game seven. Um, and now the talk of the town is obviously trading Ben Simmons. There's no way he can come back. Um, all this kind of stuff. Uh, and just to kind of wrap up the season, I mean, it was definitely, even though we fell short of expectations, I want to say that the Sixers was de- it was definitely like an entertaining season, especially with Embiid that, you know, finished second with them from in the MVP voting and everything. Um, and the, the roster makeup was a hell of a lot better than last season with Al Horford and everybody. Um, and I will, I do have to say that Daryl Morey should just get some kind of award just to just for making the Seth Curry for uh, um, Richardson trade. Um,
0: That's been a good, and, that was a good ad for you
1: guys. Yeah, that was amazing. I mean, Seth, above and beyond what anyone would have expected of him. Um, But yeah, when it comes down to it, I mean, Embiid injured again. Honestly, I feel like people have given me flack for this, but I think that the series also would have went differently if Danny Green was healthy the whole time, even though he got cooked by Trey Young in that first game. Having him cover someone like Kevin Herter in that seventh game Instead of Seth Curry, who's much smaller, you mean I you think... mean Kavon, <laughs> Kavon uh, or the? Uh, every, I've seen his nickname is the Red Velvet.
0: <laughs> That's a great nickname.
1: <laughs> that I, I will give him props for that. <laughs> um, but having him cover even somebody like that, or even Gallinari, just you know having somebody bigger to cover these two guys instead of who they had on them, I think is it just changes it up in and of itself. But in the end. It comes down, I think this series loss comes down to two people. I think it comes down to Doc Rivers and Ben Simmons. Um, Doc, because he's just such a stubborn coach that thinks like whatever he does, he doesn't need to make adjustments to. He made some minor adjustments. Obviously, the major adjustment was putting Ben Simmons and Matisse on Trey Young more often, um, which did – I mean, that did help. And But when it came to the offense, it was just kind of like, okay, run Seth off a bunch of screens, post up Embiid, and that was like the entire offense with the occasional like, okay, let Tobias do his thing. There was no like – I think it was game six. They finally said, okay, let's attack the bad defenders in Trey Young and Lou Williams with whoever we got. We're just going to keep attacking them. And they scored and scored and scored, and they ended up winning the game. And I'm like,
0: why wouldn't you have done this every single game? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, well, to be fair, the Sixers shouldn't have lost when they were up 26 in the third quarter. Oh, Um, not at all. That right there, I mean, you win that game, you win the series. Uh, I saw, saw, I saw a tweet yesterday that said, the first thing Doc Rivers should do this morning is call KG Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce and say thank you, because he's made his <laughs> whole coaching career. They made his whole coaching career. He, I don't know. I've said to you for years now that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid won't win a championship together, because." Sure because Joel Embiid is a great player in his own but when you need a basket it's very very hard in the playoffs to go to the big man like yeah. and just dump it down you not to say he can't force his way to the line not to say he can't get a good look that's not what I'm saying but it's a guards game it's a it's a forwards game and yeah Embiid has that that skill set where he can shoot and he can put it on the floor, but he's not Giannis putting it on the floor. He's, he's a little slower. He's a few steps slower. Um, and if he had Ben Simmons quickness, he'd be the best player in the league ever, but he does. (laughs) not Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, but he, it's hard to go to him. And then you have a guy like Ben Simmons who can't create for himself because he can't shoot. And Tobias Harris is okay at that, but he's not, that's not his role. He's right. not – Jimmy Butler, that was Jimmy Butler's role. And if, if you had Jimmy Butler instead of Tobias Harris, then I think you had a real legitimate shot of a championship. Uh, you, you don't – and that was the downfall. And I think that's what they're going to have to do is move on from Ben Simmons. I saw CJ McCollum being a guy they would trade for. I saw um, – CJ McCollum was the main guy. Can't remember the other two. D Lo was one of them. D Lo would be a great fit with, 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 Embiid. and I think I said that like two years ago. I think he'd yeah. be a great
1: fit. I think it was before he went to Minnesota. I think yeah. That's it was
0: um, one I don't remember who the other one was. It was some, like, some, like, Shy Gilders. I don't, it, it wasn't him, but I can't remember.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, I've seen a bunch of people tossed around now, like, even people saying Andrew Wiggins. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> If if we're, I'd rather keep Ben Simmons than get Andrew Wiggins.
0: Yeah, but... no, I, I, I could see, I could see a trade for even Lillard, but he doesn't want to leave Portland. Uh, but whatever it is, they're gonna get someone. But you just need a you need a guard. You need a guard that could shoot. You need a guard, a guy that can get his own shot. I think yep. the team around Embiid is good enough, but you can't have. Can't have a guy. You can't have one of your starters who can't hit free throws. Can't play the last five minutes of a close game because he can't shoot. And like, if he was a, you know, if he was Embiid and Embiid, like, you know, if he was playing the center role, that's a different story. But he's not. It's just, right. it's not the the mix isn't right. Um, and it's it's going to be their downfall until they get rid of him.
1: Yeah, and I mean, the thing that became a big issue too is like you were just saying about Giannis. He didn't have any moves or anything. He would back up. And then just get a full head of steam and go right to the hoop. Even if Ben Simmons just did that
0: in this series against Atlanta, it would have helped. But yeah, like. But the, there's a problem. <laughs> Embiid isn't afraid. I'm sorry. Giannis isn't afraid to shoot free throws. Exactly. Giannis can make. He might not be a great free throw shooter, but he can make 55%. Right. Uh, I don't have his percentage in front of me, but I'm sure it's somewhere in that range. 55 to 65%. Yeah. Yeah. Ben Simmons is shooting like thirty percent. So Ben Simmons does that because he doesn't and he doesn't want to get fouled. Exactly because he knows that he gets fouled, he's maybe making one out of one out of two, probably one out of four, and he's costing yeah. his team points. That's the difference. If Ben Simmons works on his free throws and gets up to even fifty five percent, and then plays with the aggressiveness of Giannis, it's a total game changer. He goes from a thirteen point a game scorer to a twenty three point a game scorer. Exactly. But and.
1: It, it like on the face of it it's so simple i know obviously it's not like you know in terms of actually practicing your skill and everything that that's a whole process in and of itself and all that but on the face of it like identifying the issues is pretty simple and i think that for him especially after this season i think he just needs to hire a sports psychologist Like, I think he needs to address some, uh, uh, like, a good amount of mental issues in there because not only does it seem like he's just afraid of attacking, he's also afraid of shooting and free throws, but also afraid of, you know, like the big moments now. Like, before, there was, I counted at least five separate times in that game seven where, in every other game this season in transition, he had the ball at half court. There was one or two defenders, and he was going to the hoop no matter what and normally getting an and one. And in that game seven, he pushed forward, stopped at the free throw line, and then looked behind him to see if there was anybody there to give the ball to.
0: Yeah, I saw that too. I saw him, I saw him have a dunk and pass it off. Yeah, he got around, I think it was like
1: Gallinari had a wide-open dunk and passed it to a double-covered Matisse, who then, he did get fouled, but only made one of two free throws. And that's also what Embiid said in his post-game conference when they asked him what the turning point of the game was. And he was like, he didn't want to specifically say Ben's name, but he was like, I don't know how to put this, but I think the turning point was when we passed up an open layup for one free throw. and. It was true. Like everyone at the game watched that. And like, like I was in the game and I was up in the top row and, you know, in the top rows, that's where it just gets ridiculous up there. People are usually, that's where the diehard
0: fans are, not the uh, TikTokers sitting courtside.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And everyone around me instantly in that moment was like, get Ben the hell out of Philly. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just like, after that, I mean, you just look at all the terrible things he did in that series. Cause then it was like the one game when they, when they first did Hackabin Ben and he shot four of 14 from the free throw line. They said that, uh, there hasn't even been a team that missed over 10 free throws in the same, in the same game in the playoffs or something like that. And then he set the record for the lowest f- free throw percentage in a postseason with a minimum of like 70 attempts. He's missed more than, like the the remaining teams in the in the playoffs it's just gotten to a point where it's like there's a lot mentally i think that needs to happen and um i was listening to a sixers podcast the rights to ricky sanchez and they said it feels like ben simmons turned into markel Fultz.
0: (laughs) yeah well markel for markel Fultz is kind of reinvented himself i know he got hurt a torn acl if, I, if i'm not correct if i'm wrong um yeah
1: correctly.
0: yeah um but he like reinvented himself in in orlando but yeah sometimes it's a change of scenery i mean i was just looking it up while you were talking Giannis shot 71 for free th- for free throws in the regular season mm-hmm. or for his career and ben is at like 61 percent. but clearly if he shot 61 philly fans would be happy exactly but he didn't do that in the playoffs, and that's what the problem is. <laughs> he didn't, you know, he didn't recreate his regular season in the playoffs, and it was their downfall. And, and as we've seen in the playoffs, games are decided by, you know, two points, three points, a shoe size. Um, yep. You know, it, 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 you can't be given up. You know, if he goes 8-14 for 14 from the throw line, great. You yeah. can go 4-14. Four
1: I mean, if you just make like, even if you made fifty percent of your free throws when they started the hackabend, that would have
0: deterred them from even doing it. Exactly. And it, it's also time, you know, time and time and place. Like, there's mm-hmm. times where I don't know what would be. Blake Griffin went to the line. Now Blake Griffin used to be an awful free throw shooter. He's gotten a lot better. He's right, shot th- right. he shooting three balls now, and it was like, dude, we just need a point. Like, we need we're up five. We need, or we're up six. We're, we need to go up seven, make a three possession game. He misses both, or we're up tw- we're up eight. We have a chance to go up ten before the half. He misses both, and then they come down and hit a three. And instead of being a ten point game, now it's a five point game. Yep, those are like though more than the four for fourteen that hurts you. It's when he misses those free throws. Now I, I didn't sit here and watch every minute of the Sixers game. But I'm sure there's a point where you were down two or down one, you know, and you just came back and you're on an 8-0 run or something. He gets fouled, you miss both. Instead of taking the lead, you miss both. Trey Young comes and hits a three, now you're down four. And it's just deflating. Yeah. yeah. So that goes into it just as much as just the pure numbers of missing free throws. I think his day in, days in Phillies are numbered. Yeah. Um and the process can officially be thrown into the dumpster because the process is over. You need to start over. Um, call it something else. Embiid can't stay healthy. Simmons can't hit a free throw. Sam Hinkey, or whoever your GM is, is it Hinky still? No, Hinky was fired a long time ago. It's uh, a Daryl Morey. Oh, wh- wh- Sam Presty. Which one's in Oklahoma City? Presty. Okay, I confuse the two of them all the time. <laughs> um, Daryl Morey, you know, he'll go back to making his China comments. Um, <laughs> and you, you'll, you'll have to move on from there. Maybe uh, Ferkman Corkmaz will be the new star in, in uh, Philly on Broad Street or whatever. I don't know. You're a Philly <laughs> guy. You know what the uh Yeah,
1: Street, Broad uh, Street. Hey, I mean, Korkmaz, I'll give it to him. He's improved greatly since his rookie year.
0: I mean, obviously not any kind of star, but. He's the anti-Zanon Musa. I thought Zana Busso <laughs> was gonna be our European. You know what the Nets really need? They needed to bring back Mirza Toledovich. We need we didn't have an Eastern European. Oh I
1: forgot about him.
0: Yeah, oh <laughs> I loved Mirza.
1: We didn't have him. That was a name I completely forgot about until you brought up.
0: <laughs> but uh I said Hollis Thompson and uh, and uh you know uh who are some other process uh, Michael Carter Williams and um Hell, what? even if even if Ben Simmons could give me what Tony Roten gave us. Oh, and Tony Roten. Well, we oh, you had <laughs> all those guys. We had yeah. Torners and Gyla, Alexi <laughs> Um Oh, we had Shved, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was just like the you know, he was like riding the Atlantic Division Carousel. I think he played for oh, yeah. well. Um yep. <laughs> you know, we had Jeremy Lin for a game, one game, played one True. game, scored 18 points. One game. Um, we both had Shemette now. He didn't even finish the game. Jeremy Lin did not finish the game. He played three quarters for the Nets. We had Dwight Howard on the roster for an hour. Oh, yeah. He, I forgot about that. If we have kept Dwight Howard, we probably would have won the NBA championship. Well, <laughs> cap space and everything. But he would have been the rim protector. Come he at, on, at least
1: could have gotten up. the rebound so Brooke Lopez didn't. <laughs> yeah,
0: no. Brooke Lopez had his revenge series. <laughs>
1: But uh, but anyway, to to wrap that up, yeah, I mean, I don't see Simmons staying on the team unless unless they just like no one will offer them anything. Uh, then I really don't see him on the team anymore. And a lot of people say blow it up. I say the only people that I honestly want to keep would be like Embiid, Seth, Maxi, and probably Matisse. Everyone else can you can trade him you you don't want to keep Korkmaz? i mean i like Korkmaz. don't get me wrong but when it comes to just like kind of restarting he he's going to be he is a guy i honestly think that a lot of uh playoff contenders and championship contenders would want as a 3 and d kind of guy off the bench
0: the d part's K. not
1: great but <laughs> you don't want george hill oh no get george hill the hell off the team <laughs> He was he was another guy that I honestly kept watching and was just like, why Why are you even on the floor? He literally didn't do anything. He didn't try and shoot. He didn't try and distribute his defense. I mean, Gallinari just shot over top of him every single time. It was just like, why are you there?
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we both have uh, – both our teams have some interesting um, off-seasons ahead of them. Uh Yep. Unfortunately, we're both picking very late in the draft, so that won't really help us. Unless I know. you know we take a kid out of uh, you know Uzbekistan or something that turns into uh, a star, or or, or yeah. Ukraine or Azerbaijan or something. I don't know. Sean <laughs> will find someone. Oh no, for sure. But so we're going to be just scouting so the Tokyo Olympics, looking for the next star. <laughs> exactly. Might as well
1: find someone that like Luca's teammates with or something. There's gotta be someone else over there.
0: <laughs> You're playing the long game, I say you want to
1: get Luca out of Dallas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Embiid and Porzingis, they have the same issue, except Embiid is a better player.
0: They're not comparable at all. I'm just saying. Other they have the, the same issue in the fact that they yeah, get they hurt a lot. Healthy, but Porzingis can't even like no. Porzingis doesn't <laughs> even have a post-up game. <laughs> That's Porzingis true. That's is true. like the 7-foot 3 version of me. Doesn't stand inside the three point inside the three point. <laughs> I I will give it to the Knicks. They won that deal. What did they get out of it again? They got Dennis Smith who they done moved. They got yeah. Kevin Knox, right? Then they get him? The, oh no, no! I think they got that pick that ended up being Kevin Knox.
1: So they really made deal, did yeah,
0: so. not have to pay Porzingis?
1: I think I think they win alone, just not having to pay him.
0: Well, <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. let's look up the trade real quick. It was uh, Porzingis, Tim Hardaway, Trey Burke, and Courtney Lee for Dennis Smith. DeAndre Jordan and Wesley Matthews.
1: <laughs> so none of them are on the team anymore.
0: No. And I don't know who the tra- who the picks turned out to be, but
1: I mean, just so they don't have to pay him, I think I think the best player out of that trade right now is Tim Hardaway.
0: Yeah he 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 <laughs> kind of uh, he kind of um, reinvented himself a little bit too.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. He's been great. But um, so real quick, just to finish it off. Oh, what were you going to say?
0: Uh, I was trying to see who the picks became. It was a 2021 first round pick. So this year's pick, a 2023 oh. first round pick that's top 10 protected. So neither of the picks actually materialized yet.
1: Okay. So, but th- is the pick this year protected or no? No. Oh, okay. Just the 2023. Okay. I mean, I guess we'll see who they get then. <laughs> but um, to finish it off, the playoffs right now we still have in the Western Conference Finals we have Phoenix and um, the Clippers, and then we have Atlanta versus Milwaukee. Um, what do you
0: see going forward? Suns and four. Both times? No, I was just like the guy that <laughs> the Suns and four thing. Oh,
1: yeah, that guy's great. The fact that Devin Booker got him tickets and everything, that's amazing.
0: (laughs) They're they're currently up three, but by the time this podcast gets posted, the game will be over. So anyone listening to our podcast, trying to find live updates, don't do that. Um, (laughs) uh, I think the Suns will be... I think the Suns will win in six, and I think the Bucks will win in five.
1: Okay. And then who do you have in the final then? Phoenix? Yeah. Oh, uh, no, I have Milwaukee. Oh, okay. Okay. I have... I, I definitely have Milwaukee beating Atlanta. And Atlanta, I used to kind of like Atlanta, but now they just... Oh, but you hated John me. Collins. Oh, I still hate John Collins. Yeah, he still put him beat in, 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 in a chokehold.
0: That's why you put him in a headlock. <laughs> <Dungs on him. laughs>
1: I still don't understand how that was a defensive foul. But either way, um, I especially don't like Atlanta just because it was really hard to just watch Trey Young at times. Not not all the time. Trey Young definitely had some. I gotta say, Trey Young is, has like a top three floater, like the in the entire two? league. The other two would probably be. I got to put Chris Paul in there and then probably Kyrie. Okay. But Trey Young's floater is crazy and the the thing that sucks about Devin covering Booker. uh but, well I think Devin Booker's better at like scoring everywhere else. Okay. <laughs> but the thing that's crazy with Trey Young is the whole he you don't know whether he's putting up a floater or he's throwing an alley-oop. And honestly sometimes he jumps in the air and waits right till he's about to hit the ground and does one or the other. So even then it's kind of like you're screwed either way. Yeah. But I think the Bucks win in probably six. Cause I think every time I, I think Atlanta is not gonna do well, they all of a sudden have that like like the game one against the Sixers when they shoot 70% through three quarters. Um so I think Bucks will win in six, and then I think the Suns will beat the Clippers in five. Okay, so and then I have
0: the same final we got there a little differently.
1: Yeah, and then I have Suns winning the finals in five.
0: Charles Barkley with Suns. Yep. Wow, because I think
1: I think Aiton is the perfect center to protect the rim against Brooke and Giannis.
0: Yeah. Well, you're not really protecting the rim against Brook. You're just trying well, to out rebound yeah. the guy. But yeah. I get what you're saying.
1: And I got to give it up to my man, Dario Sharich. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I've, Drew Holiday is actually one of my favorite players to it. But um, Dario and then obviously the draft pick that I will continuously hate Brett Brown for is trading away Mikhail Bridges for Zaire Smith.
0: Well, You know who's on the... Uh... Yeah, that was a bad trade. <laughs> I don't know why they even made it. Do you know who's on the who's on the Suns, who I think is the real reason why they're the they might win the championship this year? Who? Come on, you know who.
1: I'm trying to think of who's on the
0: give you a hint. He uh played in the final four.
1: Played in the final Are you talking about Frank the Tank? There you go. <laughs> My guy. I forgot. I forgot when, was it like, was it last year you said he was going to be the most, most improved? Yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly completely forgot he was still on, Phoenix.
0: <laughs> still on Phoenix. He just got the Phoenix. Did he just get there this year? Uh, uh, hold on. Bear with me. He just got there. No, it's his second year in Phoenix. Oh, okay. Where where he's averaging a whopping... He averaged 6.6 this year and 9.7 last year. You know, not bad. See, the Nets should have went out and got Frank Kaminsky. He would (laughs) have at least been able to rebound. And even shoot a little. And shoot. There we go. There's our... Sean Marks, we need a cheap center who can rebound and shoot. Frank Kaminsky. <laughs> I'm calling it right now. He's only he's only uh, about 45 days older than me. And then most improved player of the year. And then most improved player of the year. Correct.
1: <laughs> Correct. We, all right, well, we just have to end it on that one then. Okay. <laughs> I'm doubling down worded. on Frank Kaminsky. <laughs> Hey, you've doubled down on a lot of good ones. I'll give you that. So, Nikola Jokic finally won MVP. (laughs) I've been calling it for years. Anyone who listens to this, you guys can go back and definitely hear him say that because I will give it to you. You definitely did call that one. I (laughs) know. Told you. But that's it for us. Thanks again, Mike. Obviously, everyone. You will now see Mike back again as the co-host and we will definitely have some more people on here too. I know Dennis is going to be on here at least a few times again too. So be on the look.
0: Dennis is uh, the uh,
1: get off my lawn kind of guy. Yes. (laughs) The perfect addition to this, to this duo, (laughs) but thank you everyone for listening. Make sure you subscribe. We are everywhere you find your podcast. Also, we ask you to share this episode with one friend, Just get the word out there on everything. Leave some comments, ratings, and reviews. We appreciate it greatly. The Atlantic Files, the number one podcast on the number one division in the NBA, brought to you by the Underdog Podcast Network. Make sure you check out all the podcasts on there as well. They are great over there too. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week. Peace.